Welcome to A Way of Thinking. I'm your host, Jessica Huang. This podcast is a place of exploration to learn and grow from each other on the journey to becoming our best selves. Let's get to today's show. Hello, our guest today is Alina Kudierska. Alina is a Dharma yogi and fashion designer based in New York City. And welcome to the show, Alina. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Um, so Alina and I were part of a 200-hour teacher training together at Dharma Yoga Center. That is how we met. And we have continued to practice together on the mat. And now I'm very excited to have her on the show. So Alina, I would love to get started with having you kind of talk us through. I know you've been through a good number of life changes, so I'd love for you to start by just talking through what um, what has that looked like for you. I feel like um, <clears throat> the uh, question of change is also changeable. Mm. That um, sometimes I might think that about that, oh, you know, I need to make some other move or find another perspective on thing. And, you know, thinking that nothing is going on. And at the same time, when just, you know, going with the journey and sometimes putting some regular goals, not necessarily even goals, but just, you know, having the schedule and have some um, things on my mind that I want to lean towards, go towards, and, you know, just by doing that. And then with the time when just tracing back, oh, there is a change, but might not necessarily. And I've noticed that that kind of a change actually has a better quality on my personality rather than when I push myself and force that, yes, I need to change something. And I feel that these are um, like two perspectives on... Um, being reconnected with myself, uh, with with the self, let's say that way, not necessarily mind specifically, but meaning, you know, when feeling just myself aligned with the environment, and it shouldn't be perfect. It might, I mean, it, of course it's perfect, but in the sense that, you know, uh, it shouldn't be just the imaginary world. It could be real world, and there might be some things that are going on, and... Um, I feel that I need to deal with, of course, as being part of the society, but, you know, being there, being present there. <clears throat> and sometimes, you know, um, the sense of change might sound and might feel harsh as, as if there is the battle, inner battle, and I need to be in that inner battle because why? I have no idea, just because I used to. And when I say I, not necessarily me, but I mean just uh, the personality itself, the pers uh, the self being in the state of battle. So if I would say about that kind of a change, I used to be in those states of mind for quite a long, I would say maybe, you know, my almost entire life. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, you know, I felt that I had to put so much effort and there was a struggle and I had to overcome myself, you know, but, and I felt like, oh, you know, I'm doing the change. And the examples of those would be, you know, if I would have to make just not even the move to another place because I, you know, traveled some portion of my life. But, you know, even some things that were happening in those moments. So I would say, you know, if tracing back to something more recent, um, one of the beautiful things that I'm doing is uh, the adaptive clothing. And I brought myself into this project um, after I decided to change my career. And because in the beginning I was in finance, but then I decided to be in fashion. So we can call it a change probably. Yeah, so. that would definitely qualify <laughs> as a pretty big change, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> so, and what answering on your question, what brought me there, um, I think the, um, the willingness to reconnect with myself more, mm. uh, because there have been some things that <clears throat> I was... Actually, I knew that I wanted to do them before, but 
I had that other, you know, I would say more harsh part of self, let's call it mind, that I, and I was selling myself and was limiting myself and saying, you know what, Alina, you shouldn't do that. Why? I have no idea, but I was selling myself. And you know what? And you need to find another path uh, where, you know, you need to struggle. And when I say struggle, I mean, you know, I was, you know, building up some career and I mean, it was fine, but I've always felt that, you know, that's kind of okay and fine that um, I need to feel that I'm a little bit suffering. Hmm. That, you know, I felt like that was giving some additional value to the stuff that I was doing. But I felt, and at the same time, I always felt myself, you know, in some way limited, limited inside of me. And, you know, and then it's just at some point and just historically, um, my grandmother, she was a designer. And those memories, you know, from the super early childhood when she was, you know, just with a bunch of sewing machines, sewing stuff, and I was just playing my tools right next to her. And that stuff felt to me so natural that um, I didn't feel that I had to, you know, deep dive into another knowledge, even though, of course, it is also knowledge, but, you know, it felt easy. It felt it felt natural. And that's why, you know, when there was just the opportunity to you know, try myself in, in this field, it felt so natural. And I just decided, you know what, let's do it. And, you know, I didn't at back then, which I would say six years ago, I didn't see the, um, you know, huge prospect on where I'm going to go. But I felt that whatever I was doing, I felt myself more aligned rather than with the stuff that I was doing before. Mm. So, and that's how it started. And then there were different companies and then eventually there was adoptive clothing. Very cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit about what you were saying about suffering. So I, you know, I think we all have what I would call kind of like that inner critic mm -hmm. that is saying kind of like, we're all kind of like being mean to ourselves yeah. in, in many ways, right? Um, but I, I think that's very interesting how you were talking about this idea that you felt like you needed to suffer. Yes, and I would say that um, it's great and wonderful that uh, at some point in our life we um, open up ourselves to, you know, this path of yoga, meditation, reading books, inspiring people. Uh, however, normally we start, normally people start doing that out of something else. Mm. Uh, when they either get to the point when, you know, they, you know, want to adapt themselves, adapt whatever's going on with them. And I was one of those. And, you know, I was uh, the product of my parents and my parents were product of their parents. And, you know, the, so there was the role model that <clears throat> was kind of um, acceptable and felt as the norm. So, uh in my family and I would say in my, you know, earlier surrounding, it felt like it felt fine and okay that, you know, you need to earn the success through the hard work. And the thing is, just to get better understanding, still, whatever I'm doing, I always believe that I have to put my maximum effort because I want to get the great outcome out of what I'm doing. And I understand that my energy, the way I think, and whatever I want to do, this is the great investment. And of course, I should do that. And of course, I need to speak with other people about that. So that's one thing. But what I'm trying to say that um, one thing that, you know, when you put your best self uh, being aligned with what you are doing. And another thing, when I felt that I was not aligned totally 100% with what I was doing, but I rather felt that, you know, I'm in some point of my life where I need to make a step. What kind of step is that was, you know, not so probably clear to me. So, but I felt that, you know, everything needs to be earned, you know, through this suffering. And there were so many confirmations about that because, you know, if normally you would watch TV or you would speak, you know, to the neighbor and, you know, you would hear these stories and, you know, and they, 
kind of go into our subconsciousness as the way of the reality and then we see the news and then we see wars and you know so <clears throat> suffering uh, is so much around us if we seek to find it yeah. so and unfortunately and you know i also want to be very careful with this topic because um all of us we are on the journey and you know wishing the best and the you know the brightest feelings to everybody on whatever people are going through right now so i don't want to undervalue anybody's experience the only one thing what i want to say is that um what I felt in my experience with my journey that uh, just even by doing the ordinary daily routines that, you know, <clears throat> little voice that was on the backside of the mind saying that, you know, you need to struggle. It mm -hmm. was just saying that. Yeah. 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 And uh, by listening to that, uh, I felt that sometimes I was outlining some of my life choices mm. by that. But that was my responsibility. I was doing that and I had to do that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, especially from what you're saying, it sounds like, you know, that that, that is definitely something that gets passed on, right? This idea that you are meant to go through struggles yeah. to get to where you ultimately want to go. But the struggle needs to be part of that equation, right? Yeah, do you feel like that made it harder for you to make the transition into fashion when you did because you felt like, but I'm still supposed to be struggling? Or or how, how did that feel like as you were making that transition? I would say that I feel that, you know, if we can take any industry and it can be very beautiful and at the same time it can be very greedy so it really depends on the life perspective and what we um, are willing to experience in any particular point of time because you know and I think that would be also the common perspective on the fashion industry that it could be super competitive and um, you know let's let's say it that way but at the end of the day, it's the matter of the uh, personal choice uh, while, you know, being part of certain experience um, to decide either to feel stuck in this experience and to feel affected by whatever is going on in the particular situation or just take it as the experience and but it's not always easy you know it's easy to say when you're out of it and while I'm saying this I kind of reflecting you know on some things that I experienced in the fashion industry also but rather you know if uh, just to step back and to try to observe myself in the situation and to ask myself uh, what brought me to the point where I'm standing right now and what kind of mindset do I truly, honestly have right now? And then we would come back to this topic of being complete. And um, most commonly what I felt when I felt myself locked by, you know, this uh, super huge walls of so, uh, that narrowed my... Um, you know, point of view so much just to the point that I'm the suffering human being and, you know, most commonly uh, those thoughts, they would come out of the feeling of being incomplete. Mm. And that was, you know, like that spot and, you know, it would be pushed even more, even more and even more. And, you know, and at the same time, it could be super beautiful. So it really depends where I'm sending. So going back to the question of uh, transition, I'd say that, you know, that I think was a little bit of liberation, actually, because, you know, I think also to make a change and it's kind of, you know, to allow yourself to have a change. It's also it's so great. And then it's also so beautiful when you are doing the change to enjoy it. <laughs> Which is not easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not to torture yourself in this change even more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, um, I, I fully feel you there. It's, it's definitely, it's, I mean, it takes a lot to make that decision. And I, I love what you just said about liberation. I feel like that, that word is, is really perfect. I, yeah, I, I'd love to talk a little more about the whole, so you made this transition into fashion. Can I say one more thing, oh, please? Oh, absolutely. About the liberation. It also resonates with me a lot because I think that in those moments of struggle, um, lots of us, and let's start with me personally, right? Uh, used to have these kind of uh, patterns. Um, let's say, you know, there might have been some stories uh, from the past that that probably had some significant effect on the way how uh, on, on the way of thinking and feeling things, on the way of allowing. Uh, myself to feel certain experience and whatever the situation you know comes up uh you know this let's say like ghosts from the past they would still rise and they would have you would see different people in front of you but you would still translate through your mind you know some kind of ghosts of those stories and in fact not always see the real people and not always hear the real people and then the mind would fool yourself around because, hey, no, I'm perfectly fine. I mean, I see the people. So, you know, it's kind of, th that's, I think, also speaks about the liberation when, you know, and answering the question, I am complete. And, you know, everybody used to have different stories and it's fine to live past in the past. And it's fine to allow myself right now in this particular moment to be aligned with myself. Why? Just because I want it. And this is enough. Not to owing anybody anything. And again, when I'm saying it, I'm saying it from the heart. So, you know, not in the harsh way that, you know, I don't, you want to be like, um, you know, super selfish, but, you know, it's just because I want to make this choice and I want to experience the life right now in this evening time, in this me. 13, not May 12, but 13 right now. I want to breathe this air and feel this air right now. Yeah, yeah. That idea of just being in the now, right? Letting yeah. go of, because it's almost like we are tormenting ourselves with these past versions or, or as you said, these ghosts, right? And they are just sitting on our shoulders, kind of just pulling us down. And it, how do we let them go? Exactly. And then that would be part of the answer. Why to feel uh, struggling? Why mm. to feel struggling? Is this the personal choice of struggling? Yeah, in some way, of course. Yes, it is actually the personal choice. But, you know, somehow the uh, self-consciousness... And also, you know, it's interesting to say it, right? Because if we think about self, self is free. It just depends how we are connected with the self. But let's say when we are on the path to reconnect with the self, right? And when we go through these things, oh, to allow myself or no. And um, the more caring these experiences and not willing to let them go, the more struggle would be right now. And not now because that would be not experiencing now but you know kind of being on the way yeah. and yeah feeling this that burden and so it's you know works like another way how to feel myself yourself better easier lighter the more just maybe starting from the reverse starting to let go even if it's hard okay it's hard not to push yourself too much okay relax the mind relax the brain in some way also to try to full brain around so say your own brain because brain always wants to control so okay let the brain think that he controls or <laughs> your brain controls it doesn't matter just you know start in the easy way maybe think about some stories oh okay it happened okay okay and then maybe something else oh okay yes also it happened and maybe you know just very gently like layer by layer not to trying to you know to open up 100 layers in one night it's not going to happen I mean, maybe for some bliss people it's going to happen, but normally, you know, it would be bouncing back. Mm. And that would be, you know, jump in the inner fight. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. I think when you're trying to find that liberation, it is, it's like peeling an onion, right? Yeah. You are going layer by layer and just finding, and, and it's interesting, I, I don't know if you would agree with this, where it's, 
it's like you are focused on releasing one thing and then something else comes yeah. up, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh no, now this other thing popped up and then you're trying to release that thing. Um, and that's totally part of that process, yeah. right? Where it's like all these, suddenly you're working on something else that wasn't what you originally thought you were working on, but that's part of the process and you yeah. slowly let go of each of those pieces and that is that's the journey yeah and to this point actually you know that was another part of the conversation that i had with somebody else a few days ago that you know sometimes another way how brain sometimes uh, fools us uh, when we might think that we know the answer so let's say that was part of my journey when um i thought that whatever was going on it was because and I was carrying that because with me so much as the excuse mm. to, what, to whatever I was doing, whatever I was feeling, which kind of kept it alive with me. Yeah. And that affected, you know, me being limited. I affected myself and I, you know, felt myself limited. And when I stopped focusing so much on that particular because... But just, you know, little by little started to do some other things around it. Mm -hmm. Then I noticed that that because softened up. In some way it was still there. And in some way I had, you know, to ask myself again, you know, some questions when I still felt that I was experiencing something that maybe I thought, oh, I shouldn't already. But it softened. And then it softened a little bit more. And what I learned that, you know... Sometimes when we might think that we have the answer and we can hold it so tight, maybe it might be helpful, you know, just to try to walk around, mm. explore around and feel how, how tight it is. Yeah. I also think you make a really great point there where oftentimes we think that we have solved something. Yeah. But you maybe, but it will come back up sometimes. Yeah. And that's totally normal, you yeah. know, where it's yeah. like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to work through it again yeah. and again, and that is okay. Yeah. And to this point and some, you know, again, nobody owes anything to anybody. And mm. that's the matter of personal preference. If you know some experiences and that's what makes the person, I want to say again, complete, you know, fine. It's mm. a journey. And at the end of the day, we need to we need to enjoy again. You know, let's say we need we don't have to, but <laughs> we can enjoy if we want. Let's say it that way. And you know, the uh, whatever we think about, what does it mean to enjoy? It also very personal experience because it might be the joy of suffering. Ooh, what an interesting idea! Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, um, something from my training is like talks about this idea of like you're winning at whatever game that you're playing. I feel like it's kind of the same idea where it's like, even if it's a negative seeming game, like yeah. you, you are putting yourself there to some degree, right? Yeah. It, it, um, it's like what you said earlier, where it is a choice in yeah. some, in many ways that we are, we are still choosing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I would love, because I feel like, um, well, actually, you put out this message yesterday that I absolutely loved. And and I feel like it's been a little bit of the theme of what you've been saying here. Um, and, and your message, the main message yesterday was around the idea of you are complete. And, and you know, I'll let you talk a little more about that. But I, I absolutely loved it. And yeah, I, I just love to hear you talk a little bit about where did that come from? You know, you've talked a little bit about it in the journey, but, um, specifically around presenting that yesterday and on your Instagram, where did that come from? And, and, you know, sharing a little bit about that message. Thank you. Oh, this is personal, but that's fine. Well, I would say that, um, so the, the, this message, it went out of the conversation that I just had before. And I realized that, you know, somebody else needed to hear because you know sometimes I used to not always value my own words and I thought oh you know what I'm thinking you know that's okay right but then I just realized that somebody needed to hear and then I thought you know what maybe let me just you know just leave it there and maybe you know somebody else 
whatever might going on in somebody else's life at that moment and you know sometimes just scrolling it and hearing and maybe it will resonate with somebody so that was out of the understanding that you know it might help and that came from out of the my personal understanding that that thought helped me and I would say uh, not just thought but I always used to hear this thing that mind needs to be connected with the heart. And when mind and heart are connected, that's when you know the person is aligned. So I again, I heard it. So and for almost I would say my entire life, I heard it from my mind that yes, it's great and the path is is when I feel myself complete, but it was not from my heart. It was not sitting here. And that experience was always, you know, a little bit blocked. And I've been having my personal things uh, in the life that where, um, <clears throat> again, I felt myself, I caught, the, so that was the lucky moment when I caught myself in the state of uh, seeking for part of myself, outside of myself. And it was just so obvious that it hit me in that moment that it's not outside and it's an interesting journey because you know <clears throat> so there is you know uh one perspective of the life let's call it social life where uh, there is work uh hobbies uh some activities people with the social names and then I feel like that there is another part of the life and let's call it just the energy that goes through all of the processes and where it's not so important what is our name, but there is rather more important uh, whatever is happening in this moment, what, uh, you know, what we experience, what kind of conversation. And again, language doesn't matter, but, uh, you know, what comes and goes, uh, the exchange of information, exchange of energy, and you know, like everything is interlaced in whatever we are, in whatever we are doing, and so that was one of those moments again when, let's say, if we speak about the soul, um, so there was the calling of the soul of the inner self to get this message, and it got the response. Unfortunately, or fortunately. I hear better when, you know, it hit me hard. <laughs> so, but again, you know, it's so, um, you know, it really depends how you think about it because what is it hard? You know, one day you will think about, oh my God, it was hard. And the next day you will think, oh my God, it was such a blessing. You know, thank you, thank, thank you so much that, you know, I was able to hear something. And so getting back to the topic that um, I used to have, very many of these, you know, different uh, circumstances where I felt myself also incomplete and I was trying to fulfill myself uh, through, you know, some other activities. Let's say um, to get uh, some sort of recognition in the professional environment. That was always super important to me uh, within my team, within the project that I'm doing to make the great project. And when I say the great, I mean, you know, to put my 100% into, you know, like to do it the best. So that, well, that was my personal thing. And, you know, and somebody else might say, you know, that could be clearly translated as maybe lack of, um, the, the psychologist would probably say a lack of, uh, you know, recognition in the, you know, also like childhood or wherever, right? So then when kids, they try just, you know, to bring great grades as the way of earning love, you know, so those mm -hmm. things, I don't know, that's not so important, but w what's important here is, you know, but in those other experiences, um, the message to me was still not clear. I was kind of, you know, uh, I was brought to the same kind of the answer that, hey, Alina, you are complete, but I just didn't want to hear. And that was just one of the, uh, you know, circumstances, circumstances when I, allowed myself to hear mm. yeah no, yeah I I definitely can relate to that the idea where you've heard that same message over and over again but it's not clicking yeah and I would say just to be specific nobody said anything so mm. meaning that you know there was just you know some um uh the experience where I felt that you know I had to have something 
and that something would have to be part uh, of myself from the outside and then I would feel myself you know complete and being able to make the next move and stuff like that and when I just realized that no I'm not getting it and then I asked myself but why I'm not getting it because I have it Mm. I have it Another thing that I didn't want to realize that I have it. And then the more I started to pay attention on how I felt while having those thoughts and kind of, you know, observing myself, I just noticed that I started to feel myself better. So, and that was kind of the proof, let's say, when you say about connecting mind and heart. Okay, mind has the thought. Okay, how does body react in this thought? How does it make me feel? If it makes me feel more complete, maybe the thought makes sense. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Do you feel like that's now how you make decisions is through that kind of feeling that maybe that's a little too much pressure (laughs) (laughs) let's see (laughs) but maybe that's that you know that could be a bit of a guiding light you know that feeling I mean I I feel like you have been doing it even if you haven't realized it (laughs) you know it sounds like you're you keep asking yourself that question of like does where is that connection between my mind and my heart well I just, you know, I think I I just saw other people that did that and it seemed to me that they were having progress. So I thought, you know, maybe that's something that I should also ask myself. Hey, that, I mean, that is a great way to, to find a better path for yourself, right? You see other people who are having some success and it's like, what are they thinking? I it recollected now my mind. Uh, so there is uh, one uh, Indian philosopher. His name is Muji. Mm-hmm. And um, he has also different satsangs. And he speaks a lot about also, you know, being connected with the self, with the, you know, being complete. So I think that, you know, that was also part of the experiences when I was, you know, just listening to him. He's still, he, I mean, he's alive and he has the songs. I never met him in person, but yeah. So the point is, you know, there were other people whom I need to say very much thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel that. So, and including, of course, Sri Dharma Mitra, and we can even start from that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that was actually also one of the, uh, conversation, conversations that I had with um, another uh, followers of him yesterday and she was uh, the first uh, yoga instructor whom I met at his studio and through her actually my path with him started and, and her name is Valeria Arosko and um, so again speaking about uh, speaking about layers and stuff and that was my personal experience so many times when um there might have been some request from uh, the soul but it might have been not always clear to the mind meaning that there might be not always the actual thought formed what am i actually seeking so everybody speaks about liberation but do i what does it mean to me when it was not clear but you know, there was the request from the soul and it was so many times when, you know, you just come there and he says something or he might just not even say, he would just, you know, you would be around him and you would feel that whatever you were dealing with, asking yourself, you're getting answer. It might be even without words, but you're kind of getting the reconnection. Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way. So I don't want to miss out on talking a little bit about the work that you do. And so um, I know that you you work with um, what you call adaptive design. Um, And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. And um, because I I know that that's a huge part of um, what you do. And I think it's massively important. So to me, adaptive design uh, if we think about the word adaptive, um, it comes out of the idea of adapt, uh, meaning that you might have something and you want to modify it or you want to bring some 
extra meaning to whatever you have right now. Like, let's say, even besides clothing, first thing that I'm thinking about is the interior design. And I think that was one of the projects. And I think it was in one of... Um, part of the some architectural school i think it was at some point in you know in some medias that uh when students um not so important i don't remember the name of the company but the point is that um, they were working on some project in the airport trying to uh make seat to change the direction of the seats in the airport to make um people there more inclusive with each other so basically you have the same thing you have the chair you have the same space that was before but you try to make some changes within it to bring some additional qualities to that thing and that's how i see the adaptive design in fashion so let's say i might have the same pants but let's say we used to wear pants just because um you know we have to wear clothing on ourselves right <laughs> ideally yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and let's say and we know that um they just besides being comfortable which especially after pandemic is just a must uh nice and pretty they might just help to solve some ordinary routines to someone in the better way let's say and then i will think about okay so if i have this design what potentially it might solve maybe if i have these openings on pants and and if we would think about you know um some uh, struggles for some people to pull the pants on in the classic way either because uh, maybe there is some limited dexterity issues or maybe there is some immobility issue lower immobility uh, then what might be and then i would ask myself so what might be the way of putting this pants in that circumstances okay maybe we need to have this pants that would uh, open up them completely and then you know uh it would be easier for in that case to wear them so that's the example of adaptive design that i have in my collection uh adaptive pants different colors little commercial and yeah and in the same way for uh the rest of clothing like let's say there might be the top and it might have snaps and you will think oh okay i want to buy the top because it has snaps why why not because i think about them as you know some element and that's great but for somebody else who goes through chemotherapy they might just, you know, open up the garment because they need to install some port. And the same clothing plays totally different role in different circumstances. So, which means that it has uh, additional function, which means that it is adaptive. It adapts to the need. And in the same way, it doesn't lose the qualities that it has previously, which we would think about, you know, the fabric quality, the color, the fit, etc. That's super interesting. So I love that idea where it's not, it's conducive to both anyone that needs the adaptive features, but it is also still fine for anyone to wear, yeah, essentially. Yeah. It is just an add an addition to right what, to the yeah. functionality yeah yeah okay so thank you so much for explaining to us what adaptive design is i would love for you to kind of explain a little bit more about how did that end up being the path that you took um you know coming into fashion design thank you so much <clears throat> so it's actually started uh when i was i would say when i was at school and when i was designing things and I just didn't feel myself, um, again, speaking about complete, right? I didn't feel myself um, just fun, just making a dress. So, and it was so interesting because I saw, you know, and when I say just, again, not to undermine anybody, it's great and this is amazing. And I, again, this is just my way of thinking, nothing besides that, that, you know, I felt how some, you know, somebody else could be so inspired. And I felt honestly, again, it's probably to ask myself 
and to hear what I was saying, that uh, thinking, feeling, and I just felt that I just didn't feel what I should do there. And then I remember what helped me to think about design when I would just start, you know, like I would have a dress in the dress form or just put some fabric and then I would just do something cra crazy, meaning, you know, just half garment in half to do something that would, you know, change it totally, meaning give myself a problem. <laughs> and then I would start to work around it. And then I would start to work on the solution. And I found out that that way of designing, that's what inspired me personally. So first I would make a mess with my own work and then I would try to fix it. So that was my path. And then, um, so my first school was Parsons and they had the open style lab there. I actually, I didn't go to open style lab, but you know, it's kind of like the school itself, it's not so huge if you will think about, you know, different departments. So I knew that it was there and that was just a part of the, you know, it was just the coincidence that one of my professors from the textile, um, which has got to be, you know, connected in the conversations. And her mother, she was in the nursing home. And her name is Cecilia Metheny, my professor. Thank you so much. She was a great influence on me at some time, period of time. And um, so she took me to visit her mom. And we went there. And I saw these ladies and they needed clothing and they just need. So, so basically that was the actual, you know, uh, situation where I realized that, yes, there are people right now and I can do something for them right now. So I just took their jeans, brought them back with me and, you know, was just cutting some areas and putting some elastics and stuff. And so I was just thinking what might help. And then we came back and then we did the feeding for them. And that was the first experience of, you know, where, let's say, if, again, if we speak about reconnecting with whatever I was doing, I felt that, you know, that was something that I felt myself aligned. To probably give the reference and the fact that back then, I, if we speak about the energy, I back then I was, you know, hesitant. And if we speak about, you know, this mentality, mental state of um, suffering over there, it was, you know, back then it was, I felt it, I felt it. And, you know, that's why I, when I trace back in the memory, I feel that, you know, some of the, you know, those moments of getting breakthrough, it was harder. So now I know why, but, you know, part of the journey is great. And so, um, uh, that's when I did those samples. The name of the nursing home is Sparks in Kentucky. So I named uh, the brand Sparkies. Sparks Nursing Home, they know that there is Sparkies. So this is also lovely. Um, yeah, uh, so that's how it started. And then, you know, I just decided, you know what, let me do the adaptive design. And I got to be inspired by that and the idea of... Um, I mean, there's so many things to explore of starting, you know, when you just go online and you would Google stuff. Luckily, of course, if you would think about it now, today in 2022, you would go online, you would see more companies. But even four years ago, there were way much less. And so, you know, asking people, okay, why? Why, why can I do something? And that also gave me some answers that, you know, I just realized I was willing to try. And back then I didn't know the, you know, huge business plan or understanding that I'm going to bring, you know, uh, this board of investors. But I just wanted to go into this journey, into that journey. And, you know, I would say probably what was personal to me also, um, I wanted to have the... And I want to make it sound loud, but uh, I just wanted to have my message in the way. And, you know, not in the selfish way, like my message, but rather, you know, that was something that I was asking myself. OK, you know, so if we think about life, uh, I like this theory of how things uh come up, how things happen. And we will think about the air and we will think about the energy. And then there is something that comes out of it. And we people are, you know, sort of like the channels that translate this energy through us into the universe 
and then something happens. And I was asking myself that, what is going to happen out of my channel? That's what I wanted. Yeah, this is the good way of saying it. So I just wanted to translate so translate something. And, you know, that was meaningful to me personally. I felt that, you know, I just felt that I needed to do that. Why? I have no idea. Because some people, normally they would ask me, probably, you know, uh, maybe some family, they used to have, you know, some disability issues or something. No. But I just wanted. So that's it. I, that's so interesting because I, I feel very similarly of that feeling where you're like, I am just the vessel in which this creation is coming through. Yeah. So, and there often is no rhyme or reason behind that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's such a beautiful story though, where it's like, even though you didn't necessarily have a specific, like, family member or something along those yeah. lines but it somehow just came from I like to do play around and and find a solution to problems that yeah. people aren't looking at yeah and then finding like oh here's a way to use that thing that I love doing and on top of it you get to help all these people with these designs that you know are are allowing them to to live a little easier Yes, thank you so much for saying that. And to continue this thought, yes. two thoughts. First, first thought is that, um, so when I have the photo shoot, I like to put, you know, same pants on the lady in the wheelchair and the lady just standing right next to her. And the message is, you know, there is that there shouldn't be the strict line between what is considered to be adaptive, specifically being the solution oriented. And then there is something else that is not adaptive because mm -hmm. somebody else doesn't need it. There might be just adaptive or just solution oriented or just uh, clothing that has extra something that is suitable for all of us. And we can wear it because it's cool and it's great. And because all of this cliche, they come again, they come from the mind and they come from the something that we used to think what is common. We used to think what is norm. But again, you know, it's artificial because in some point of time, uh, you know, it was just brought on us. Just, you know, through the development of things, you know, because we are evolving, of course. So, but, you know, I feel that this change, they could be, oh, these things, they could be also played around in the way how we think about stuff. And, you know, that's one of the things that I like to bring up. And another thing, again, uh, if we speak about also uh, disability, again, it's about what we used to think about what is norm. Because... There is, you know, ability and maybe just there is not enough for now, right now, conditions to discover the ability. But there is, a, the, the fact that there is not enough conditions, resources, doesn't mean that there is no ability. It might mean that maybe there is um, the path for might be not always clear to the mind but fortunately almost always it's clear to the heart so that is such a beautiful thought right there i think it it's funny it's interesting because it's it almost speaks to our own limited perception or yeah. society's limited perception right in someone else's abilities yeah and that is that is a perception and not a reality because yeah. we all have abilities they are just in different realms or different ways of looking at them yeah yeah there was recently this um there was the week long event of multiple films where the uh, so the actors were people with different abilities and partial abilities and stuff like that and um, the filmmakers were also the mix 
of people that might go through some things and filming for them was the key to their own sort of liberation in their journey and you know that also expanded um so just by being the observer in that event that expanded my personal uh perspective and horizon so much of you know this subtle little things of you know experience and feelings and reactions and how you know we are we can be vulnerable and how sometimes it's important to feel own vulnerability and allow ourselves to you know experience it either with ourselves or being with somebody else you know observing something to allow ourselves to go through these things rather than you know just to shut down and just decide that you know what it's not for me or you know what I don't want to feel this you know because it's so common when we are just afraid of what we are feeling because we're just afraid to hear our own heart because let's say if we're not used to that when it happens the first time it can be shocking and it can change you know the discovery of who we are and so um one thing uh, to add uh, speaking about um, designs uh, way of thinking uh, what I feel of course with the uh, great respect to uh, you know life experiences and um, you know I don't want to undermine or undervalue anybody's experience because you know all of us we are in the journey and on the path and by connecting our experiences with one each and other that's when you know we just create something new and i think that the beauty of this journey is to try to make these connections in the smooth non-harming way which translates to our yogi path non-ahimsa right non-harming and same could be translated we don't have to you know reject uh, although you know again um, even the topic of rejection it's also uh, so tricky because you know i just wanted to say that we don't have to reject uh, you know um, something else and then i was thinking oh but if we would go to you know some social events and when people clearly feel that they have to reject something in order you know to make some progress and when they want to stand up for themselves and their rights so again and with the respect to that so what i'm trying to say now uh, specifically through the lens of adaptive design and dealing with my community that we always have the opportunity to bring the product idea out of love and focusing on that okay i absolutely love that okay so i feel like let's wrap up a little bit here but is before we move on is there anything else that we haven't covered off yet that you would love to share i think we are complete okay perfect <laughs> Um, so I end these um, interviews with a couple of kind of quick questions. You know, sometimes we'll end up going into them a little deeper, um, but feel free to share what you want. So the first one is, what is the best lesson that you've learned recently? If we speak about recently, I think that even though I mentioned that, I think already maybe like 10 times about this topic of the... experience of even if just you know being a little bit closer to the feeling that i am fine and i'm complete it, it meant just to me so much that's why i think that yes probably that was the most recent thing that i had i was impacted by <laughs> <laughs> that's great um how would you describe your current relationship to yourself um I think it's still, you know, I'm forming it and I think it's sort of like the lifetime journey because, <clears throat> you know, it's evolving. I would say it's evolving. Yeah. 
I couldn't agree more. I feel very much the same. What is something that you are currently working on? Either you, you could talk and work, but you could also talk just like mentally, you know, like what are you working on? <laughs> I would say that um, my priorities right now, one of them is definitely Sparky's. And because I feel that there is huge amount of things to explore there and it's a great journey and um, while doing that you know I just uh, find so many either answers or even additional questions as the uh, you know steps in between and I'd say that it makes me inspired because it's the great um, way of, you know, meeting with yourself and a great way of, and when I say this, I mean not, uh, not necessarily Sparkies or Adaptive Design, but meaning just d working on the project that you, you is part of your choice and uh, feeling yourself in it. And embracing those moments when you feel yourself good and then asking yourself, saying yourself great. And then when you feel yourself not good and then asking yourself why. And then when hearing the answers, there might be the huge, oh, another ocean to explore. And then as we spoke in the beginning, there would be layers by layers. That's why I just, you know, uh, feel many things that come up around the call it business already right i'm always calling it project um right so this is one of the priorities that i have in my life i would say um it just came up to me and um reflecting on and again not for anybody but more personally to for myself how do i feel myself as the human being right now in the state where i am in the age where i am and you know just taking care of that part not not neglecting it because um i feel that um this aspect of my life has the direct impact on whatever I am able to give to society, to the business, to my relationship with people around me. So I think that is also, you know, just the journey that is the life going and it might have, you know, different, uh, you know, aspects of it inside of it. Like, let's say, yoga, teacher training. That's one thing. Then meditations. I'm a huge fan of meditations. And I would say that meditations, they, uh, again, personally, they help me in life so much. And so I keep exploring that aspect and translating, you know, um, the experiences that I have during meditation to the experiences in the life and playing with this, you know, not to be superficial, but to playing with this mm, realities, I would say, and what we think, where we are awake, and which reality is actually real, where is the state of dream, and these, um, you know, thoughts, they translate more into the, you know, Buddhist way of thinking, which is amazing, and I love Buddhist way of thinking, so that's also kind of the journey, so I would say that is more, you know, just, um, let's call it the... Um, ongoing way of reconnecting with self yeah. so i guess those are things you know <laughs> that's quite the lineup um <sighs> yeah no i the whole idea of reconnecting to self i think that is really yeah and it can have so many yeah it, it can have so many other things that you know can come out of it so Absolutely. So next question is, what do you consider most valuable to you right now? And it doesn't have to necessarily be physical, but it could be as well. Interesting. Um, interesting thought on, again, it resonated with me with uh, when thinking again about being complete and then thinking about 
what does it what is it value um, and again if tracing back first of all to personal experience that um, sometimes I might have thought that some things and again with a great respect so super important uh, with the, whatever I'm saying with a great respect uh, I used to uh, think that something was very valuable and I would give the additional qualities to something that I felt was outside of me and I was trying to reach it, to grasp it, to get there and it would run away from me so fast and then I would put even more effort and then it would run away even more. And then there was this chase, just lifetime chase of things and I thought that, yes, these valuable things, they are out there. And so I think that right now... Uh, I think the what I feel is it doesn't even have to be so it's also like you know the way of thinking because so this is the beauty of this game because on the one hand yes it is valuable meaning that it has the impact I feel that it has the impact and I will get to the point what I mean actually is <laughs> and at the same time you know just taking things the way they are take it easy okay you know, relax in the experience, enjoy it. And so I think, um, now I lost the thought, uh, I think what is valuable for me right now is to, you know, I'd say life. Mm. Yeah, I'd say life. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah, if, I mean, if I'm following you correctly, it sounds a, a little like, well, it, it feels like that idea where oftentimes we place value in things outside of ourselves, right? There is so much of this feeling like I need these other things in order for me to be valuable. Yeah, this is the illusion. Yeah. This is the illusion. And it's so... and. So this is another thing that I thought about, you know, and, you know, again, with the great respect to the experience and we can still, so what I'm, you know, playing around probably right now is, you know, still doing things and still putting the great effort, right? But at the same time trying, you know, to do it here. Just life, like answering the question, what's valuable? I think life and experience itself, not to limiting myself to the particular experience that I think, you know, again, that would be great. Maybe today, yes, but it doesn't mean that there might be something else right next to it and right next to it. And there might be another door and another door. And I think, oh, I get it. And observing and transforming my way of experiencing the experience that's what I feel beautiful. Hmm. Okay, this is our last question. What is the number one skill that you believe everyone should work on? I think it's a matter of personal preference. I can't speak to everybody. That's fair. So you don't think that there's one thing that you want people to be working on towards? Well, I think it's selfish for me to say that I want somebody else do something because I think it's right I think that we have you know whatever I think is right might be not right to somebody else and it doesn't mean that um, just because you know some answers that I hear my way they just work for me maybe they might work to for somebody else as well but they might not work to another person and it's fine but you know what I might think you know that somebody might do something and that might be you know not right I might judge right I might think that's not right but maybe that other person needed to do the thing you know to get to the next level and again, again, uh, I want to, you know, especially with whatever is going on in the world right now, to be very careful with these words, whatever is right and not right. I'm speaking right now more about the, you know, spiritual part of the journey with the great understanding that, of course, there are, you know, some huge social things that are unacceptable and they should not happen. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what I what I will say off of that though is um, 
I I commend you for that answer. Uh, you know, you know, I can say something. Sure. I can say something. Like after this thought, I can say something. Well, I think uh, that it's great to move towards love. And, you know, everybody speaks about that. Like, you know, love is the key. <laughs> Could be like, you know, the phrase on the T-shirt. Uh, funny enough, I think that's the answer. Hmm. And uh, because, you know, when I was, you know, giving this, you know, some references to my words. And again, I was thinking about the world itself and love is the key and the openness of heart is also the key and i think that um all of the um you know when we might think why do people do something and must come and there might oh let's say again not maybe must come and there might be one of the answers that the heart is just closed and it's because when the person is connected with the heart, I think, you know, there is no need to explain, you know, what is the norm and to what lines, uh, you know, should not be crossed. Again, but speaking about even the free society and free person, but, you know, even those questions, they do not arise because there is no need for them to arise because there is love. So, Yeah. Let it be the recommendation. <laughs> Again, you know, with a free choice to everybody, but <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I mean, yes, absolutely. We condone. We want people to go on the path that they are um, that is for them. But I love that idea where it's like, but the direction is towards love. Mm. At the end of the day, like that, that is is what you would say is the guiding yeah and again you know we can even go even further because that that might be the question oh you know even love might have a different meaning to different people and it depends on where we're standing and sometimes yeah so it's so many layers so many layers everything is is definitely an onion (laughs) (laughs) um well, I think we'll wrap it up here. So thank you so much, Alina, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jessica. It was wonderful. <laughs> this was great. Um, and so you can find Alina on Instagram. Do you want to share your Instagram handle? Yeah, Akudurs Yogi, I think. Yes, it's my yogi Instagram and uh, my brand name is Sparkies and the uh, Sparkies Instagram is Sparkies US official I mean we actually have two of them Sparkies US and Sparkies US official so one is PR and another it's just you can get to the online store so thank you so much and we'll be very happy to see everybody wonderful Um, I'll include links in the uh, description Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to A Way of Thinking. If you loved this episode, please hit the follow button and share this episode with your friends. I hope some of the beautiful wisdom shared today resonates with you and perhaps creates some change in your way of thinking. Remember that I believe in you and I am so excited for the day that you believe in you too. Let's continue learning and growing together. 